Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we find willing participants to come onto the podcast and share a challenge so that I could have the opportunity to coach them. Today, my willing participant is Trisha Welsh from Tenacious International. Trisha, welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm great. So Trisha and I have met before. We actually met at a Weeby event. Weeby stands for Women Business, Women's Business Enterprises. It took me a while to figure out what it meant, but I know now. And uh, we hung out for a bit at, uh, and at an event somewhere, I think in Florida, right? Yeah, go for yeah. the green. Go for the greens. Anyway, so you're here today. What the heck is Tenacious International? It sounds like some kind of motivational, inspirational concept. Uh, no, we're actually, uh, a, no. <laughs> well, we do motivate, but um, we're a sourcing company. So we work with different manufacturers all over the world. And we try to ensure that we can manage their supply chain for them, help them with their engineering, hard to get products. We primarily focus on uh, China sourcing to make it easier for North American companies by managing that because we have offices over there to check quality control and all that good stuff. So that's primarily what we do. And we also do cradle to grave product development. So when people come to us and say, hey, I have an idea, we go through the manufacturing process with them as to how to manufacture it. Okay. And so given the fact that we are in the midst of some weird time in our lives, you have a challenge on the table. Can you describe exactly what you're experiencing? Um, well, right now, the, the biggest thing is the only thing consistent is inconsistency. So every day you're faced with new challenges. And when you think you have a plan that's going to work, uh, a wrench gets thrown in because manufacturing facilities first in Asia were shut down because they were first exposed to COVID and then it moved over to North America. And now with all the different uh, manufacturing plants reopening, deciding how they're going to do things. Plus the whole market's changed because now people are at home. So the products that they once needed are not needed. So everybody's trying to juggle their manufacturing processes to figure out, Hey, what are we going to do? And the hardest thing for me is like any small business is you, you're just not sure which direction to go in. So is it, do I try to do this and see where this path takes me? Um, or do I go this way? Um, so right now, the biggest challenge we're faced with, obviously, with staffing and everything else is, you know, what do we do? How long do we hold on to staff if we don't have the business coming in? Or is it going to change in the next 30 days? So we want to make sure we don't lose our talent because it's hard to find good people. So all these variables are what's creating the stress right now for me. <laughs> okay. And tell me a little bit about what's been happening over the past few months where have you kind of felt the pinch? Is it a, have you experienced revenue, a kind of a hit to your revenue? Are you losing your suppliers? Are customers harder to come by? Are older clients leaving? Like just what's the exact impact of all that? Um, so it's a little bit of everything. So we have, we work a lot on new design. So a lot of companies decided to stop all new design projects during COVID because they don't know what direction they're going to take. So that took a huge chunk out of our day-to-day -day business. And then also with regards to logistics. So when they shut down all the 
flights. So there's no more passenger flights. That means there's no more cargo on those planes. So it's been very difficult to try and navigate how to get product from A to B with limited resources. And then you have the added cost associated with that because as we know, basic economics, supply goes down, demand goes up, so does price. So trying to figure out how that affects our contracts, what terms did we quote within our contracts? Are we, do we have to eat it? Do our, does our client have to eat it? So again, just all these variables are creating unknowns and, and knock on wood, everybody's been great and understands what's going on and trying to work together and collaborate to navigate through. But we've seen projects where production's just been canceled. So they're trying to cancel orders, who's liable, who's not liable, just all these different things are happening all the time. So it's just, like I said, the only consistency is inconsistency. So, so how have you been making decisions up until now? Um, honestly, just by the seat of my pants, just figuring okay. it out. Okay. So do you have anyone to talk to, to bounce ideas off of, to create like if then charts, um, you know, to kind of like outline different strategic options and evaluate them? Uh, no, no. Okay. So what, what I find very interesting about this time is your exact comment. The only thing that's certain is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest to you that uncertainty is the case with or without the pandemic. <laughs> so we always face uncertainty. It just feels like it's heightened right now. So, you know, we thought that we could predict the future, right? We were under the, this funny illusion that we knew exactly what was coming next. Yeah. But we never actually did. However, we use some basic principles of guessing, you know, estimation, sometimes mathematical formulas, to project an expectation of what we could see coming next. And based on that projection, we would make certain decisions. But the truth is, the level of uncertainty in our lives hasn't actually changed. We just perceive it to have changed. And, And here's the thing, is that I see entrepreneurs who are actually thriving at this time And the difference between those people and other people are not only that they see this as an opportunity, which I'm sure you've heard of a million times, but that they tap into resources um, that they probably never tapped into before. And that could be human resource. It could be financial resources. It could be informational resources, tactical resources, anything. But what I'm seeing with you in particular is Like you said, I have this staff. I don't know what to do with them. And my first suggestion is don't make decisions in isolation. Don't go by the seat of your pants, right? Use the talent, the instinct, the information that's right at your disposal to get a sense of where is the wind blowing? Which direction should we go in? What's a terrible idea? What's a great idea? Let's throw everything on a wall and let's evaluate. But when we try to evaluate things in isolation, we have a lot of blind spots, Mm -hmm. except that you have a team that you're not really, really necessarily relying on to help you make decisions making for moving forward. So before you were good, you know, you had a good natural instinct on your own. And it might have been a good idea to tap into that expertise at that time, too. 
But now you're like, man, I can't see three feet ahead of me. I don't know what's coming. And I would suggest that having more eyes on the problem will provide a solution that takes into account the pitfalls and the risks of every option. So that at the end of the day, maybe it's not a perfect, perfect solution, but it's a solution that's well thought out and takes into con- consideration con- contingency plans in case things don't work out. So like I right now would look at my team and say, who can I pull in for a really important conversation? And the conversation is called, where should we go next? How do we manage this? How do we reallocate these resources? How do we leverage this time? What opportunity is at our fingertips that we're not even looking at? And I think your fundamental challenge is trying to do this by yourself. Yep. No, I would, I would agree. And as you said, there is a lot of opportunity out there because we are a sourcing agent. So we do have one division that's focusing primarily on PPE, which we're moving a lot of product and there is huge opportunity there. So the growth in that division is obviously uh, quite substantial And yes, you're right. I think that would be a good tactic to try and pull somebody in from them. And as we know, if you even just hearing yourself say something and walk through the process helps you to clarify exactly what you're doing. And like you, I'm a firm believer, you got to have some sort of plan. Even if the plan doesn't work out, at least you're moving in a direction. You're just not stagnant. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. That would be a really good tool for me to use is to tap into the resources I already have and try and figure out how to brainstorm based on our expertise, where exactly we can go and what we can do and, and what do people want to do? Because we also, I don't know if you found this, but also staffs changing because some of them are at a point where it's like, I don't want to risk. I want to do this instead or so just having that heart-to-heart conversation about, well, what, what does everybody want? Like, where, where are we going or not going or that kind of stuff? So, yeah, I think that's really great advice. Like, I, I didn't use those resources and I should. <laughs> Here's the thing is that when we look at people who start businesses, I don't know what the percentage is, but a high number, a high percentage is, uh, a high percentage of entrepreneurs fail, mm-hmm. regardless of the pandemic. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is not for the, uh, you know, uh, uh, weak of heart, right? Like yeah, that. Yeah. Right? So you have to have some kind of resilience. So now, you know, one of the key kind of determining factors or the, the key characteristics of really successful entrepreneurs is that they are clear about what they want and they really tap into the resources around them without hesitation. They're like, mm-hmm. who can I talk to? you know, what's around me, what are other people afraid to tap into that I am bold and willing to tap into. And sometimes that means literally the resources that are right at our fingertips that we overlook. Okay. So, so, I mean, it sounds like a very simple solution, but I'm guessing you're surrounded with a whole bunch of bright minds that could say, Hey, you know, this looks like a very interesting direction that we could potentially Uh, look at that's maybe parallel to what we've been doing, but we're positioned ideally to go there. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) My watch is dinging. Sorry. No problem. So, so, so I hope that was useful. 
Um, and it may even be to tap into like other business owners that are not in your industry to see how are they overcoming this time period and what strategies have they used to uh, take advantage of this and leverage the opportunity that's in front of them. I personally find sometimes I look at other industries that are completely different from mine and I go, man, I can use that idea over here in a completely different way. And so the idea is like, who are you talking to? Who are you communicating with? Who are you asking? Uh You know, who are you looking at to say, what are you doing? Yeah, we're not in the same industry at all, but is there a certain thinking approach that I can apply? And so for you, it's the real coaching is stop working in isolation. I would agree. (laughs) Trish, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thanks for throwing your challenge my way. I was scared of your challenge. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be talking to me about electronic supplying, uh, supplying electronic parts. What do I know about electronics? Uh, And I just want to say that most problems when we feel stuck are really just thinking problems uh, where we are creating a bottleneck in our ability to see solutions ahead of us. And I mean, you've already come up with a bunch of solutions in terms of selling PPE, but maybe there are more that are right at your disposal. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. And you know what, like you said, just talking to other people and hearing those ideas Um, I think that's going to be a tremendous help. So thank you. I can't wait to see what you do with this. So please keep me posted. Okay, definitely. So Trish, thank you for being on the show. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you took something away from today's podcast. And if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not comfortable sharing on the podcast, email me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Trish, until we meet again at some next event. Yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day.